Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm all alone, except for Ranger. Vance is on the phone. Todd's on the phone. No one to the right of me. Empty mic. Crickets. Sorry about that. We're here, though. You better be sorry. Okay. Anyways, first things first. Um, I got an email just the other day saying that our podcast hosting host, I guess, um, is going to be shutting down as of November 1. Um, as we're recording this, we have no plans on stopping, but there might be some interruptions while we're switching over to a new hosting company. So we'll keep you informed. I'm going to probably do at least a couple more. What do you think? Two, three more podcasts after this before we try for the big switchover. So uh, bear yeah. with us. I really don't know what it involves to, to change over. I got to do a lot of downloading of the 115 or so shows that we've done. And so there might be a little delay. There might go seamless. So, but we'll keep you updated as things are happening. So did I cover it pretty good guys? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Very much so. Just to reiterate, we're not stopping. We're going to continue doing this. There's just going to be a little transition period. That's right. Might look a little different if you look if you listen to it from your computer, streaming it at work, um, because that whole website and stuff's going down. Just the podcast site, though. My website is not even up to date. I still have like 2015 like plastered on the homepage, and it's <laughs> we're creeping up on 18. So, uh, but with that, yes. So bear with us. You're going to hear this a few more times. So. Uh, from there, this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. A little bit on Twitter. I got a Twitter message. It was either today or yesterday. It, it had a. Uh, it was a personal message from a listener who screenshot the map of Chicago show and told us that we got a good booth location. He did his homework. No way. He did his homework. No way. Yep. 618. 618. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to I'm not going to name drop, but the guy is going to know who cuz I only got one message so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um yeah, fatizmusky.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We make jerk baits, six inch, eight inch, soft tail, eight inch, ten inch. We have our eight inch glide bait, the stinger. We have three sizes of our soft tail, not soft tail, our soft plastic paddle tail swim bait. I'm looking at a whole bunch of them right now. Uh, maybe not so much of the tens, but the eights and the sixes. Uh, I got a decent, decent selection right now. And rod holders. I put up a Facebook post. Vance then made an Instagram post showing the options we have as of right now. Um, there's a couple other things working on. I've been teasing Steve with what I'm playing with in terms of a rail mount. So he's intrigued, but I haven't let the cat out of the bag even to him. So we got a couple things that I might have ready for Chicago. Then... Chicago show, booth 618 by Boat A. So, 
anyone out there is wondering where that's at. Let's let's see how many screenshots I can get. So is it boat A or a boat? Boat A. Boat A. Boat unless a. unless oh. you read it bottom to top, then it'd be a boat. Okay. Okay. We're next to a boat. That's cool. We can show people how to put rod holders on. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be great because <laughs> there's going to be supposed to be four boats. If you looked at it, boat A, boat B, boat C, and boat D. Nice. And we're by A. Like Tata's a boat, so that's where that's looking at right now. Our luck, big lake effect snow, Interstate ninety, cutting Ohio in half, slow going. We'll get there. You just got to take more vacation time, or we leave two days early and get there. It, yeah. You know, you know how it always is. It's just like the storm comes two days later. They're dug out and everything's good again. Yep. So, okay. Anyways, that takes us to, oh, well, before we got musky tackle on lines carrying raptors, our jerk baits, and Team Rhino Outdoors has exclusive colors also on the raptors. So now Boss Shad, they're in musky tackle online. I don't know the inventory right now. I know that he's been selling some fair number of them, my understanding. I I heard it's pretty low because I just had a, client that caught us caught some fish the other day and he said he ordered one of every color of the 4.5 that was there and he got six or eight but he said that he went back and looked there's only a couple available but who knows paul might have restocked them but they're they're selling through there it's an easy easy way to pick them up that's right and you can also get them on the online store from mark's bait tackling ammo ravenna ohio i guess they're getting some good feedback you know, you walk in, Steve, he made those poor people wait to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he did. So they have an online store. They also have a Facebook page. Um, Boschad's Facebook page is, look up Boschad. Uh, you can also friend Paul Frustario and com if you want to order directly from Paul. And Vance, we were talking before the show, you got a fish. Well, yeah, we got one on a boss shed today. Nice fish. It was a kid versus muskie. Guess what color? Purple. Mud puppy. Mud puppy. Mud puppy. Mud puppy. Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about the muskie, so I said purple. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the mud puppy's been that's been my that's been my go to uh, boss shed. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at three of them. Definitely is getting hit. Nice. So first fish. Brand fish, baby. There it that's is. That's all you have. I think that's all the mud puppies left is, is three. Todd might have a couple, huh? Yeah, I got about. Yeah, I got half a dozen probably. Half a dozen. I have three that are sitting here. They might make their way into the other room, and then they'd be less. But yeah, there's none in your, in your box yet, huh? No, there's one. One, okay. But... You ever look at something long enough and be like, yeah, I might as well just take it and make it my own? Yeah. I'm looking at it. Heck them. yeah. Yep. It's getting to be that time. Mm-hmm. I'll just run a giant, unstoppable force of mud puppies. There you go. A mud puppy school. That would work. It would be. Especially when I... I'll just put them like on a spreader rig. 
Mud puppy color was getting hit for me on, on a lot of things today. Did you catch a catfish by the tail? I did not get a catfish. I did a half-day charter the other day and got three. Yes. Three catfish. Three catfish. Jesus. Three catfish, a walleye, a muskie, and we lost a muskie. I did get a walleye today. Did you? Nice. Uh-huh. A big one? Was it a Dinner? Walleye? Dinner? No. Here's the quick story of that. I was launching my boat, and there was a big bass tournament going on. Oh, and yeah. they were all held because of fog. Oh, yeah. And um, they ended up not they ended up not taking off. It was delayed by two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was heavy. And uh, so there was a they finally all got their boats on. And um, they were just kind of putts in and driving around. Uh, and I, I'd probably estimate it looked like there was about, gosh, it, it was a cha- I guess it was a championship. I would say like four to fifty boats in it. I think it was an invitational. You had okay. the you had to qualify for it, um, but they were all putting around. And, and once they took off, I saw off in the distance, you know, this fish upside down, and it was a walleye, and I think it might have got hit by a prop hmm. while they were all kind of sitting there chilling, driving around. Um, it was still alive, and I picked it up, and, uh, and I took it in the state park. They said, hey, do you guys want this? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fillet it up for you. You know, it's, it's going to die. I think it got hit by a prop. It was all messed up on the one side. Just like looked like a severe like brush burn on it. But it was still upside down, and, and then uh, they said they didn't want it, you know, and I, which I, I was surprised. And I was like, well, I'm going to get in after you guys are closed. Well, then the sheriff boat came over, was walking in to, like, get a coffee out of the state park, and the guy was like, oh, I'll take that fish. <laughs> he just picked it up and, and walked it. I was like, yeah, I was like, do you want it, do you want it filleted? He was like, no. I, I, he just walked right away with it. I was like, okay. Whatever. So I counted that as a catch. Yes. Yeah. Got a walleye. Yeah. I, it was still alive. I, I mean, I guess it had a fighting chance, didn't it? Like yeah. of getting away if it was alive. I mean, it if was, it's dead. It was, it, it was upside down for a while. Those tournaments, those, you know, those turn, tournaments are, it's fun to watch those, those boats take off. It reminds you of the PMTT a little bit fog and yeah. they did play the national anthem oh i thought... heard that oh boy i'm was... did, you, did you see any kneelers i did not no i doubt it i did not did not but yeah watching those nice. those tur- tournaments are always always neat giant bass boats taking off at 90 it, into the no wake zone <laughs> yeah kind of into the fog it was neat. That's funny. They get up to 30 miles an hour and then have to go to No Wake. Yeah. So all that showboating was just to get there. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, though. Yeah, Lots of go shit. Check it out. There's a couple left. 
got a kid his first musky today. It's a good day. Great. So, talk some more about the guide service, fans. Mm, that's a Todd gig. That's my gig. Take, yeah, I can't, <laughs> can't take a curveball. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Give us a call. Uh, we still... We're going to be fishing through probably the second week of November. We'll see what the weather brings in November. But uh, uh, getting calls every day. November, October's filling up. You know, as of the other day, we had some openings for Vance this week. And as far as I know, I think it's all gone now. So, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we got some stuff. I got some days I can get you in. Vance has still got some openings. Uh, we've been getting fish just like. Every day, some real nice fish getting caught right now. Uh, so give us a call. We will try to do our best. Cast or troll, it doesn't matter. We've been picking some up casting, too. I've had some had some good action casting lately. Uh, so either way, we'll try our best to get it done for you. Perfect. You Who wants to do St. Croix? St. Croix runs best on earth. Check them out. Every species. I can get fact checked on that, and I'll be like, "Yeah, how about salmon shark, buddy? Yeah, yeah. how about how about them sawfish? Yeah, oh yeah. Be like, yes. Check yeah. them out. Great warranty. Yes, unbelievable. I'm getting one back. I broke my first Saint Croix. Like, actually broke it, brand new. Well, I didn't break it, but. You can't you you can't grab a rod. That's the first time I broke. First time I've ever sent one back for warranty. I've been using them for. I still have a couple of the old black ones around here that have a lifetime warranty on them, mm-hmm. and I never sent them back because they're still. Now they're not the same type of rods we use nowadays. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I haven't been using them much the last fifteen twenty years, but. Yeah, they used to have a lifetime warranty. Black with red wrap was a lifetime St. Croix. That's the way they used to make them. What happened to the to the rod that broke? Well, you cannot, when the fish is in the net, uh, you cannot lift up for some reason on the rod and grab it a foot from the tip and, like, pull up on it. Really? <laughs> now, this is... No. I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I always thought that that's yeah. what I always did. <laughs> no, it, was a, it was a brand new rod, and uh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was. Ned had a good bow, and we we're like release the line, release the line for some uh, for some reason. He wanted to, we wanted to lift, try to lift the head of the fish up higher, and they grabbed the rod about. <laughs> foot from the tip and it snapped right off and the guy's like i don't know what happened it just broke in my hand well <laughs> that will happen that's not made to bend at that point uh no so not that does sharp that, does that guy does that guy listen i don't know but if he does i told him i was trying to explain to him what he did but uh he's like i just touched it man so <laughs> we'll, we'll find out if he listens <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It was. It snapped. It was brand new. That's one we just got. Vance and I just got a couple more new ones in. And uh, But St. Croix, I sent it back in. St. Croix said they're going to watch you the rod, and they sent it back to him. So. I had just, I had just 
strung that thing up. Yes, it was brand new. It was brand new. It was his first day. It was the first day, yeah. The the funny thing is, is that if you were to break the rod, like, in the middle, shipping it's a heck of a lot easier because it's not a very long tube. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only bummer. I mean, you got to ship it back. I do, And I didn't go crazy with the shipping. I shoved it in the tube. It was missing a tube. It still cost me 30 bucks to ship it back. But... <laughs> But we'll get a new rod. Yeah. Perfect. Vance, take us into the power rankings. Power rankings. Been doing it since the turn of the year. It's been going along good. Sparks up conversation. Uh, send in your submissions. We'll get to them in the, in, the, uh, in the winter and spring months when all our boats are tucked away. Uh, and we have cabin fever. So um, we'll get right into it. Coming in at three, Andy, take it away. All right. Prior to, prior to the show, we we tend to discuss some things, and one of them is the power rankings to see how terrible mine are going to be. And <laughs> this is I, – I, I said it, and it was like crickets. It just fell on just silence on the phones. I'm like, well, you guys might not really relate to what I'm talking about. And that's probably why I got three points today. Yes. Poor guy. <laughs> so, with that is, for those people out there that sometimes need to get the blessing of a significant other to do something that they'd really like to do, and you finally hit it at the right time to where you kind of already knew it was going to be a no, but you feel as though sometimes you'll get that magical hand of poker that you're like, now's the time, strike. And uh, I got that today. I got the, the okay to go hunting every night this week. Oh, wow. 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 Which really, I'm, I'm shocked. Hey, I'm slow clap. Here we go. Hey, that's why we're podcasting tonight. And that's why I... Gave the kids a bath, did the dishes, yeah. Oh, yeah. cleaned everything up. Yeah, the one didn't really want to go to bed, but I'm I'm being like I'm like oh this is going to be nice because as soon as I got the okay, I'm just like holy crap. After work, well, yes, I still need to get the kids a couple nights these weeks, but during this week, I can have something to look forward to every night. Now. Mm-hmm. Granted, should I? Andy, you don't look forward to just coming home. Yeah, it's it's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it's it's. I do look forward to that, but when I've been doing it nonstop and then like having to beg to get anything. So, with that, archery opened up just uh, yesterday, and I'm sitting there in my my little elevated blind looking at all the food plot that i planted just you know six weeks prior and i'm like well this is gonna suck i'll see you guys next saturday and just miss what i consider prime time early season and i'm like well i wonder what day i might be able to sneak out well anyways i went for the gold so i got it now that could go with a fishing trip or anything of that nature but Mm -hmm. um Having that and then just all of a sudden having like, oh, I can actually do this now. 
you know, your your food plots, if you didn't go every night this week, you could chalk it up to somebody that buys like a souped up 621 and doesn't fish the entire year. If you don't go every night this week, you know what I'm saying? You, but, you know, that's that's your baby. You know, you have to use that food. Right now. <laughs> buys yes. the boat, parks it in the garage, and yeah. gets called out to some odd place to work. And from May till November, they're out of town. And yeah. it sits. Yeah. I, I can relate to that because there is some nice feeling deep down that just knowing that you have it is just really makes you feel good. You knowing you're sitting there and the deer are out there grinding away, eating, getting all fattened up for us to come up and shoot them in rifle season. <laughs> hey, like I said, it, 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 it goes beyond. It does. But, I mean, there's, there's more to it because, you know, I still want, I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, when can I go fishing? I'm like, well, it actually takes me less time to go hunting to run out, sit for two, two and a half hours, drive home. I, I can't really go fishing. And, and plus the fact that we haven't really got rain in three months, my, my, my nice spot on the river just isn't there yet. I need water. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'll drag my boat up it, but the fish aren't going to be there. That that's the thing is I'll drag it through anything, but they're just not going to be there. Yeah. So what's the point of doing it? So this early I'm season, I'm surprised your I'm surprised your your plots look as good as they do with the how little water is up there. I someone sent me a picture of uh, the tributary streams up in Lake Erie today, and I could have sworn it was a picture of Walnut Creek. I mean Elk Creek, and it wasn't even. It was like stones. it was it was blocked off. It, it, it's they're like they're not flowing at all. Yes, now that could have been another creek, but I, I couldn't see which creek it was on. But the picture, the background, I was like, I never heard of Elk Creek like shutting down completely. But it was shut off. Yeah. Whichever creek they showed, that, that's, that's insane. That's a big <laughs> drainage, and like it, it's it's weird because. Like I, when I was sitting in the, in the stand yesterday, I'm like, okay, it's archery season. It started. Everyone's out right now. And it really hit me this morning. I'm like, it's October. We're, 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 we're there. Mm -hmm. This is the, the, the very start of October, November, December are my favorite months for for reasons that I talk about my 55 degree water temperatures, just the fact that, you know, all this prep time and, and all this stuff for the hunting that I like to do. And I'm like, it's, it's here. Where did, where did the time go? We were, yeah. we were walleye fishing in July and it was never like even, even like on in the back of your mind, like, yeah, pretty soon it's going to be October. October. Yeah. So, I got that, and, you know, for anyone that doesn't hunt that knows, you know, typically, and I'll explain, you know, with the food plots, uh, you, you plant some that are like, I'm going to say like early fall, where they'll eat them early fall, 
then what's called, you know, before the deer really start changing their food sources from greens to like a mass crop. So now is like the time that you can get a, a, you know, if you're watching a buck patterned and you can sit there and you, in my opinion, it's easier to shoot a buck the first week of archery than during the rut because, which is the breeding season. Um, the bucks will make more mistakes during the breeding season for reasons that they're trying to breed. Um, but it's, it's, it's hit and miss. You might see eight bucks one day and never not see a deer the next couple of days. It's yeah. And you might see eight bucks you've never even seen before. They aren't even from your area. Really. They could just be chasing some hot dough around. Exactly. So like right now, that's why I've been running cameras all year and, and just doing some, just, I don't sit here and stew over the cameras all night and stuff. I do jot down notes on notable things that I've noticed, but now's the time that's like, if I'm going to see a big buck, more than likely it's going to be this one about this time. And I just, so now I got all week to do it. I haven't had all week to do that in six years. That's awesome. What's easier, pattern? patterning a, a big buck or a big fish oh my gosh a big buck because you can see it yeah right yeah <laughs> and, and the fact that i got 20 cameras out there right now doing the work for me i just got to roll up on my fat tire electric bike pull the card and keep going yeah but yeah I, you know isn't that that's kind of interesting and in looking at the two sports and hunting and fishing it's really difficult to you know with hunting you, you you said it yourself you know you put these these food plots in you got these cameras you're like okay this thing's hitting whatever clover at it's coming like for three weeks straight at this time if i'm in this area i'm probably going to have a chance and then you go to something like you know trying to to get you know a big 50-inch muskie, uh, you know, you can't put cameras on the weeds. You can't put cameras on the shoals. You can't get cameras on, you know, migrating bait fish, uh, you know, things like that. It's it's interesting. It, it, it's, it, it is. The, the differences, I think, need to be noted because there are some people and, and there's no right or wrong what, what I'm about to be saying. There's no right or wrong with there are some people that will shoot the first legal buck that comes in. And we've talked mm-hmm. in the past about, you know, the antler restrictions in Pennsylvania. There's nothing wrong with that. They got their deer, yep. they're gonna eat it and they're gonna they're gonna enjoy what they've done. They made their choice. Move on with life. But that is their tag. You get yeah. one. Yeah. Legally. Yep. With fishing, you know, I, I I'd like to think that I got a really good pattern worked out, and with in terms of musky fishing in my river, I I look for these things every year, and when they're here, the fish are there. Now, you're not going to go out and shoot three bucks in a day, but you can go and catch three muskies in a day, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know I guess being that the deer on land, you can see them, you can like Vance was saying, you know, run the cameras this and that. You have no idea. You could you could have your boat over top of three fifties, and you catch a thirty incher on a bomb cast, and then you just keep moving on. There's an element of mystery there 
that you just really don't know. I mean, there's there is there's a mystery that's not known in hunting. You know, you can figure out what's there, and and what you're you know, this is a great little conversation. We had a big time. I have a huge hunter that I we fished with the other day. Vance and I both fished with him, and uh, that's as we talked about. He was excited to catch a muskie, and uh, that excitement. So the instant you release that fish, you're you're taking your next cast. You're putting the same. You're going for the next one. The same spread hot. You you can get another one right now. You can get five or ten of them in a day. You know where that it's it's you know hunting is final. You're killing the animal. You got your tag. You know I always felt that way with my turkey hunting. You know when we used to have one tag, it was a sort of a love hate thing you're racing to the end yes you hurry up i did all the scouting and you make three calls and a turkey runs and i shoot it was like well (sighs) i guess next year you know 365 (laughs) days from now i'm gonna try to do this again do this again fishing there's no end there's no stop to it you can get that adrenaline rush every day all day only when they're not in season (laughs) can you can you quit but, you know, you're talking about six and eight months, year-round season, so that's the difference. You know, that's a big difference between hunting and fishing. That's the big, that's the biggest, that rush you get, you know. I guess guys can get a rush from seeing a big buck and not shooting it because they want one bigger, you know. But uh, that, That's that's fun, and I, I don't want to make it seem as though I'm some big bone trophy hunter. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm going for what would be passable deer just about, any other like midwestern state mm-hmm. um it, it just it's it's just not there i have yet to catch a fish and and this is this is why you know hunting is is just a big thing for me lately with the food plots because i had instant success with the food plots i was pretty much calm and cool when i shot my what i consider my big buck in 2015 in my food mm-hmm. plot as soon as I saw that arrow hit where I, you know, I'm like, oh, it wasn't a bad shot. It's just like all of a sudden the floodgates open and you're just like, you know, and everyone's different. You're, 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 you're shaking, you're quivering, all this stuff, and everything's going a million miles a minute. And it was just cool. All of a sudden you're just pulling your phone out, you're sending a text, and next thing you know, you know, you I, I like to just copy and paste text because it's easier because you're going to be hitting up eight people anyway who, you know, give a crap about it. And next thing, it doesn't take two minutes and your phone's just blowing up. And, you know, you, I have yet to have a fish really shake me like that to, to the level of, of that. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. Oh, I've had fish that I'm just like, man, that's cool. And you just go after it again. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's just something. So now, now I have this for this week. I wish all the weather was like Saturday morning. Oh yeah, I I was thinking I'm like this is gonna be dynamite. It was cold, overcast, and then midday it went to blue skies, and it wasn't hot, and it was gonna get really cold Saturday night, but that moon with that cold air. And like it's like three quarters full right now. I'm like, this is gonna suck. If we had clouds here to hide that moon, those deer would have been moving better. I mean, we had still a good day, but um, 
anyway, so you know, you, you get excited about the weather and stuff, and it's it's going to be, I guess, see halfway seasonable this week, except the fact that it's still so dry. That's that's the killer right now. How was your Saturday weather, Todd? On the water, three footers. Oh, Saturday, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was horrific. I had a young, I had, I had a young boy with me, and you know, I wanted to take him to try to cast a little bit, and <clears throat> it took me, it took me a half hour to get down the lake. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really bad. It was nonstop. That, we, that, we got good, crushed. Good, yeah. good hunt. Good hunting weather. Well, wind that, was howling. The, the the crazy thing was the air was very still where where I was at. The wind was not blowing at all. There were times that might have been five or ten minutes where, oh, that wind picked up pretty good, and then it just went back to dead air. Yeah, it was not like that on Chautauqua Lake. We will put it that way. <laughs> huh. It was cold coming out of the north, you know, off the lake. So we went from shape, but... We're, we're, this is still the uh, power rankings, right? But that's okay. We were, uh, we fished, I fished two days with, with the same two people, and it was 85 degrees, and we were totally sitting there in a dead flat calm where my planer board was making a ripple that you could follow the whole way across the lake. Like I could turn around, and go back, and catch up to it. <laughs> uh, you could watch it go the whole way across the lake. That was on, that would have been, uh, I believe i don't know if it was wednesday or thursday and we went till the next day they kept looking at the weather it's like it's going to be different in the morning going to be different in the morning and yes it was different in the morning you know we woke up to uh totally different weather <laughs> once again very high winds i think the high the high of the day got to you know they said 60 it sure as heck did not feel like 60 it was in the 40s, and we got up low 40s. We went out, we fished. It was only you know 52 most of the day. Big winds. Uh, that's a shock to the. That's uh, a shock to our system. That's a shock to the fish's system. But we still got a really nice fish. But uh, that's the change we had. But I would say no. I would say the last couple of days were more normal for this time of year. But we did have a 10-day stretch where I think it went throughout the whole I, – I saw some things on Facebook. I think it just went throughout the whole country pretty much. You know, It's not usually dead flat calm for 10 days in a row and temperatures reaching 80 degrees. Water temps cut going from 62, they jumped the whole way up to – I saw 78 the other day. Mm-hmm. You, so you only had 80 it it, it it cracked like ninety degrees down here. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was unbearable. I mean, it was in it, it was crazy. In, it was yeah, in, in the, the, the mid eighties. In the eighties, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was it, it was that, 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 it was the warmest stretch we had. That's really strange for the last week of September, the last ten days of September, to be like the warmest weather of the season, which it was where we were. Which, mm-hmm. You know, you got to deal with it. I wasn't. I was tired of it. I can tell you that. <laughs> I hear you there. Yeah, now it's back to flat calm. Yeah. Well, is it really? I didn't fish today. I had a birthday party today, so. Do you have well, a pinata? Calm again today. Yeah. We did have a pinata. Work a pinata every year. Daughter's birthday, number nine. 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask the question. Was it one you hit with a bat or the new ones that you have to pull a string? No, we were smacking with a bat, and we almost had a disaster. One little kid, a couple things fell out and jumped in there and got whacked in the head, but eh, she'll be any Any lures in there? Yeah. There were no lures. They were no just lures. loose treble hooks. Yeah. <laughs> They're dive in there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember Jack's? That wasn't that wasn't a uh, a game I played, but essentially you would. I I mean they, they look like trebles. Yeah, that, that, that's what brought my you know reminded me. I'm like, oh, so you got these little die cast, essentially spikes like tack strips that they'd throw down the police. <laughs> I could only imagine that the, the excruciatingly painful when like. Oh, the kids were playing here, and you wake up in the morning to get ready for work, and on your way, you know, into the kitchen, you step on one. Mm-hmm, mm. I mean, we're going oh, yeah. way off topic here, but yeah, the yeah. jacks, trebles, pinatas, birthday parties—none, none in the pinata birthday party, but that's cool, man. You're going to get hunt all week. Now, here's the thing: is that the way this normally works, and I'm not going to complain if it works this way. Tomorrow after work, I'm going to shoot them. And then my week's worth of permission was for one set. Yeah. Which is okay. Just uh, leave it lay. Put your tag in it. Leave it lay. And then what? Just go out and and sit some more? Do all the work and be like, yeah, I didn't get one. Yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah, I take take it to the processor. Leave it at the leave it at yeah. the other pole barn and, and just the like, next yeah. night just go home just go up pick it up bring it down here we'll butcher it well <laughs> and the next night you come down and why on Facebook was there mate. people congratulating you what what happened yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what went on yeah oh they were just congratulating that I had an entire week of afternoon off so that's yeah. all yeah it was just the world's longest power ranking. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's what this <laughs> is. Yeah. We'll go into into number two, uh, which is going to be mine, and uh, it's it's just when you know you get the fish in the net, and it immediately comes unpinned, and you grab that hook real quick and set it aside. You know, no monkeying around with the hooks in the net, in the fish in the net. It's kind of nerve-wracking getting to that point because you don't know if the thing's going to stay on or not, if it takes another run or decides to jump and flip. You, you're looking at it, you know, with a, a light hook job, but it comes off right in the net. You grab that lure, get it out of the net, and you can just get your cameras ready and take take the picture of the fish. Because that happens to me often, you know, you're, you're in that net. Cause we net a lot of the fish because clients want, want pictures with it and whatnot and that's what we're that's what we're in this to do and uh you know but once you get the hooks out of the fish you know sometimes it's just as difficult to to get it out of the net the hooks yeah. out of the net because they get they get caught caught up yeah there again well that, that, that's what i was going to say i mean sometimes i have mixed emotions there you know mm-hmm. It, it, it's great when that happens. I mean, it happens not every day, but almost every day. You net the fish, boom. As soon as just any weight comes off the fish, lure comes out. 
but I really still hate that hook like halfway up the side of the net and you're reaching down there. I hate it. And the fish, you know, or then the fish is just chilling out, sort of chilling, but you know how fast they can react and, you know, how many times people have got them in the forearm and, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's, sometimes you can look down and say, I can get that out real, real easily. And other times you see a couple wraps around it. It's like, I don't think I really want to attempt to take that out of there right now. (laughs) So I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to go for it and grab the fish. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes I think it's, uh, if it's still in their mouth, like they're down in there, you can get the grip on them with the boga or whatever, get it cut. It's down in the bottom. Now you can get the fish out. So yeah, it's, it's nice. At first it's really nice. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, that thing came right out. And then I look at that thing laying right beside my wrist when I'm reaching down in or right beside your elbow. and Yeah. I got mixed emotions So, so what, you don't pick I, the I bait out of the net? I, sometimes, sometimes I will, but if it's all yeah. tangled up, I don't take it out of the net. Oh, okay. I mean, I got hooked that way, too. Like, so, oh, I'll just take that out. You know, and the fish is down there. You're, you're looking at the fish, but you're trying to take it out of the thing. If you think there's a barrel roll, it can put it right in your finger. Yeah, real easily. Uh, I always, I, I always I, pick them out of the net and get them, them baits way away. Yeah, I mean, you try to do, you try to do that, but sometimes yeah. it's like, wow, this is going to be. Sometimes you're like, you know what? I better just cut this hook right here to get it out yes. of the net easier. I have uh, done that many times. Yeah. Just, I've cut yeah, the, the net bag. out of the net. I've cut well, the bag to get the hooks I out haven't. before. <laughs> yes. Yes, accidentally, but yeah, you. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, on yeah. top of that, sometimes I do that, and I'm like, man, these these people want to see this. Sometimes people are peeking in and, and looking, and the boat's diving a little bit more, and you're trying to get this hook out of the net, and the fish is yeah. sitting there. I'll like, I'll be like, I just got to grab this fish right now, and I don't, I don't really like what the net does to the fish. Um, no, the fins. You know, so you want to get it. You want to get it out of that net pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, and you know, sometimes I mean, you're looking at another thirty seconds to a minute trying to undo this hook that's in the, in the net because you want to grab it safely or have the clients grab it safely, anything like that. But you just want to get that fish out of the net at that point because yeah, the. Uh, it's tough on the tails and the fins. There's no question about it. Yeah. How about the old, okay, I, like usually like we net the fish. If, even if it comes out to the hooks in the net, the lure's sitting there, the fish is down there, and I'll look to some, you know, I'll, I, I have my clients hold the net. You just hold it straight right here. Just hold it straight against my gunnel. This is what I told. And I'll say, you know, grab me the, red cutters and they grab me the wrong ones and i'll be like okay just hold the net i'm going to turn around i turn around i grab the cutters and, and when i turn back and look at the person they're down there like with their fingers unhooking <laughs> yeah unhooking the fish you know and i'm just like no whoa 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 you know yeah <laughs> don't do I, that <laughs> don't put your hands the, in there <laughs> i mean i i think that the steps nowadays are pretty uh you know, net the fish, 
get the hook out, grab the fish from the net, take a picture, release the fish. Yeah, I would say that that's pretty much the the, the standard of what you're mm-hmm. you know what the musky police would like you to, to to see you do. How about that video mm-hmm. we watched in? What was that? What, what, when was that? Ninety seven? No, ninety three. Mm. Oh my so gosh! Twenty five yeah. years ago, that process was insane, and I could we could paint a picture. How about you paint it. a picture because most people are not going to understand what you're yeah. talking about. Right okay, now. so 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 Todd had a video of a tournament held on Chautauqua Lake back in nineteen ninety three. It was. Can Am series, um, and we could go off topic on that. Oh. Essentially, the footage they were getting of people catching the fish, uh, the process was really insane. It was net the fish, take the entire net into the boat with the fish in it, get the hooks out with your fingers, with your fingers. Grab the fish, all crazy looking, vertical holds all over the place. Everything that would, you know, be like nails yeah. on a chalkboard to what Facebook is. All vertical nowadays. holds. Mm-hmm. All, all horizontal, all, all vertical measurements. <clears throat> Run a tape down them, take the measurement. <clears throat> and then at one point, after all that's done, people were then laying them back down into a cradle picking them up with the cradle, setting them in the water with the cradle, and then releasing the fish. I saw that happen on that video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has, has anyone attempted, like, the opposite vertical hold, where you actually grip the tail and you hold them that way? I mean, that, that would reduce the stress on the jaw, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> but they're not like a salmon. You're, you can pick salmon. Trout, you know the salmon up like that, but you can't. I mean, but you you want to hold it like like all those awful cartoons from the fifties of yeah. a guy holding yeah, the fish. He has it by the yeah. tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, was, I had to add was, something yeah, stupid. You no, know, yeah, no. That that but that video is is is. I mean, gosh, I mean, it really does make me. I mean, that made me feel old. I know those boats. <laughs> I mean, I. I knew a lot of the guys in the videos. I mean, that was, to me, it's not that long ago. I mean, I was out of college. I was up there fishing hard at that point. And, uh, yeah. But these guys were grab- grabbing like seven-odd hooks with their Some hands. of them were grabbing the bait. Yeah. Grabbing the bait while the fish is in the water, holding onto the bait, picking it up by the bait and the tail, and putting it in the boat. And then dealing with it. No, All I this. I, I can tell you this. I never did that. I never grabbed the floor. But I, you know, up there at Chautauqua, this was uh, stuff you didn't want to net or smaller fish. You know, you were never allowed to use the people probably don't even, won't even gonna believe what I'm going to say. But, you know, I used to use a little gas hook. I had this little hook, hook them, pick it up, cut everything out, do your measurement, put them back in the water. Uh, I didn't hook them in the side like they do in, in the ocean. Uh sort of tried to place it, but that's what we felt was the best way to do it. However, in New York, you weren't allowed to use that gaff hook. So it was either net them and get them tangled all up in this piece of nylon. That Now, those bags I used to cut. 
I'd be sewing it back together and need the net again, you know. Uh, obviously, I don't cut the bags nowadays because they're like cost as much as a net. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know the, the difference in you know like the the thick netting that is used, kind of with like a uh, a slime resistant or you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about those those thicker nets. These things were yeah. They would cut butter. They, you know, they they're yeah. just very thin. You know, it, it was almost like if you know people are familiar with Power Pro line. It was yeah. like a, a net made out of you know like eighty pound Power Pro green like sliced Power Pro. Yeah. Slice the hell out of you. Slice the hell out of the fish. No that's good. What, that's what was around. And like mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but that's what that's what you had. It was 25 years ago. Yeah, no bogas, no nothing like that. So while this was going on, I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. Todd's out there catching fish, and I'm learning basic division. <laughs> that doesn't seem like that long ago, but I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. It's come a long way. Everybody's doing what they can do. Mm-hmm. I look at all the so. I mean, I look at all those and think, "Oh gosh, those guys had no." Only if we had bogus back then, it helped those fish immensely. <laughs> no, oh, you're you're missing Even the big picture. Even though they're bad, you're missing the big picture, Todd. If only you had Facebook, mm-hmm. you would figure out that you're doing it wrong. Yes, yes. Well, I might those tails, the, all those still be doing it wrong, but <laughs> all those tails and bloody marks. I mean. That's from the net, you know. It's it's from the net, you know. A lot of our pictures, oh, see blood, blood on the oh tip. Yeah. You know, you their 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 fins are annihilated. Yeah, it's the net. It's, it's the net. You 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 can I, you know I I've, I've watched it happen. The thing takes a big roll and boom, you know, rip a hunk out of its tail. I mean, I, I feel mm-hmm. terrible, but I there's nothing. They don't always behave, you know. You put them in the net, they don't always just lay there. Yeah. <laughs> they hardly ever do that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Their dorsal fins are all jacked up. I mean, these fish that we keep catching over and over again, I mean, you can you can check that out on the dorsal fin. And, you know, the ones you see, other people, I mean, some of it's old wounds, some of it's new wounds. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have yeah. a good one today on the power rankings. Yeah, we are. We just did a whole show on power rankings. We got to get to something yeah. real. <laughs> Todd, what's your power ranking? My power ranking is when you get that fish. It's 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 sort of like uh, Vance is there. So you know we hook a fish and uh, reel the thing in on one of our sloppy swim swimmers or you know sloppy senior, and the leader's sticking out of the mouth. You know, I've, I've said I've said it lots of times. I, I I use them. We catch fish on them. It's disgusting the way they eat those things. <laughs> you know, but bringing that thing up and looking, thinking, "Oh my gosh, how am I going to get this out of here?" You know, and uh, you know, you put it in the net, whatever, and you look, and you know, leader sticking out. It's got this giant swim bait stuck down in its throat, but. You get the boga, you put it on the lip, 
He opens his mouth a little, reach in there, and that thing pops right out. Mm-hmm. That's that's my pie rank. That it, you know, you're you're thinking the worst, but uh, it comes out easily. I like seeing that. Best that's case scenario. The best case scenario. There's not a lot of blood. It's not hooked on the gill. This may be just barely hooked in the tongue, and you can just pop straight down on it and pop it right out. Yeah, that is scary yeah. to look at. And you don't. We don't deal with it. I mean, we do it. I, I say. I always say we fish every day. I don't fish every day. I fish five, six days a week during our season. Uh, I don't see it. Using very rarely do we catch one troll in it. I'm like, how am I going to get this thing out of here? Mm-hmm. You know, I've had it happen a few times in my life with jerk baits where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. And uh, the swim baits, yeah, it happens quite often. So you got to be prepared, do your best, cut them out, take them through the gill, whatever you got to do. But uh, yeah, getting that fish that looks like it's really badly hooked and get getting it out no blood no guts and getting it back in the water that's always a good feeling for me because every time i we catch one on, on a swim on a rubber bait i'm thinking my nerves are a little bit on edge because i want to see how the thing's hooked up first <laughs> rubber's all over the industry i mean that might be it is the size of bucktail the number two Oh, it is nowadays. Some, yeah, it might even be number one. Rubber, you know, might be. Yep. I, I think the bucktail's probably still number one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see many bucktails flying. We don't hear. I mean, yeah, that's true. But you know, you got to think. I don't see him much flying when we go to the tournaments. You know, that's true. It's a lot of rubber. Yeah, I mean, and it so. works. We use them. We got one on rubber the other day. We had a couple hits on it. But uh, I think you're like your weekend warrior musky guy. Always throws that bucktail because this is what they caught him on 30 years how ago. Were, how, were, how were your fish hooked up, those ones you got when you decided, I'm going to take a couple hours and go jig? Terrible. I mean, Insane, the, the, right? one, the one was... <laughs> Well, one, I was like, I'm not going to catch it. You know, I went into it, and I was like, I'm not going to catch anything. I really was just going over gear and... Chilling. Take a break. Do a little jigging. I didn't want to I didn't want to get beat up by the wind, so I went into this area. I was like, I'm just going to jig this this little shelf here and play with the Project X and see what my graphs were picking up and whatnot. So I didn't think that I was going to catch anything, but man, I, I dropped it down and it, it hit on the drop, of course. And, uh, I was like, Oh my God, something's on here. And I gave it like three little cranks and set this big hook set. You sent me a picture yeah. of the leader. Mm-hmm. At that point, I, I still didn't know what you had. Well, I knew what you had on. I didn't even know what you were doing, but when I saw the leader sticking out of the fish's mouth, I was like, it's just as, oh boy. But I mean, yeah. it came out pretty easy, but I was, you Some know, the, the paddle, the paddle tail was, it was in the gill plate. It was just nuts, yeah. just, an, just hammered. I could have, I could have 
taking it out through the mouth or with what I cut or just sent it right through the get plate. That's how much it was inhaled. And, uh, yeah, it, it, they just they just crushed those things. I went out, did it again. And the second one I got jigging, I was like, I'm not letting this thing take this. As soon as I as soon as I felt it, I was just like, boom, and I kind of just it, it was hooked on the out on the, on the, in the corner of the mouth. The bait was on the outside, and I was like, Phew. thank God. But yeah, they crushed those things has to be something with the, the 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 fleshiness oh yes there's no doubt i mean it it, it, it just there's no doubt and, I, and how they can just so easily engulf those rather than a big yeah. piece of wood or yeah you know an injection mold i i was gonna put it on more the realistic profile that i've painstakingly hand carved and mm-hmm. the artistic touch of the paints that I put on truly fooled them into thinking it was live they just prey. Eat them. Yeah. Yes, it's like a Reese's, you know, the, that that swimmer to them. They just engulf it. Yeah, one bite. Are you a one bite Reese's? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a two. I mean, you get you get you get chocolate all over your hands if you do it wrong. Yeah. Rubber. Love and hate it. Mostly yep. hate. Love hate relationship, but you know, getting those things off when you look when it really looks bad. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Well we're fifty seven and a half minutes into the power rankings. We okay. had some guide Good. stories we wanted to talk about, so let's let's get to them by now. <laughs> yeah. Todd. Yeah. I mean, I had crazy, I, no crazy I, I, eating things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I had, I had, I had one of the craziest things I've seen. Uh, I've seen muskies dead floating where they tried to swallow something where they couldn't, uh, like, get it down, and but they were dead. Everything was dead. So I'm driving down the lake there a couple of weeks ago and just pulling in. It's dead flat calm. I'm pulling up to where we're going to start setting up. It's dead flat calm, so we're going to start with trolling a little bit. The wind was supposed to pick up. We were going to cast in the afternoon. I pull up. I can, you know, everything in front of me, dead flat. I I start shutting the motor down. I reach over. I get ready to start firing the 9-9. And it just as I, as I turn to do something, I look. And there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a muskie on top of the water swimming, like, upside down. I mean, thrashing all around. And I looked. Fish on. Now, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we have, and it's probably like 40 yards off the, off the, uh, port of the boat. And, uh, I look over and I'm like, yeah, let's go check out this fish. I mean, you can see it was a muskie. I could see all its fins and blah, 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 flopping all around. And I, I thought it was probably like dying from red spot or something or, uh, and so I, I go over and I drive up to it and it's, it's still swimming around. It's like trying to swim away as I get close. I start making a circle and I see, I, I saw something. Its mouth is like wide open. And I'm like, that is a, uh, that thing's got a big lure stuck in its mouth or something. Let's go see if we can get it out, you know. So, you know, I, I grab it and the guy takes a little video as we circle it the one time and it's still swimming. And he, he, he takes a video of all this. And I was like, make sure you get, take, take a couple pictures for me here. This is pretty cool what we're going to, 
do here, get this lure out. Well, come to find out as I get up closer, it's a fish in its mouth. So. Some SOB was live baiting, you're telling us. No, 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 this just happened. I think it happened like seconds. I think it happened like I was pulling in. Like it's, it tried to swallow the fish. So this fish is not, it's not a big fish. It's a 38, 39 incher. That'd be my guess. And it tries to suck down about a 10 or 11 inch white bass. I'm going to say probably more like 11 inches. And when it inhales the fish, like I said, after we saw what was happening, I netted it. Now, I did what we did in the video back in 93. I mean, I'm sort of, in, I'm like, I got to, I, so I, I net the fish and I lift the bag up and I lay it down in the bottom of the boat. And when I lay it down, the fish is flopping like crazy. And the head, some of you guys might have saw it on Facebook, the head is sticking out through the gill and the tail is sticking out of the mouth still. So when it went to suck the thing down, head first, it didn't go down the chute. It came out the side and the whole head and the eye. I mean, I have some great photos of it laying there. The face is sticking out. So after the muskies all flopping all around and these guys are taking some pictures and I'm trying to get a hold of the thing, uh, the muskie finally like quits flopping for a second. I look and I see the bass shimmer. It goes, you know, it's the bass starts shimmering. I'm like, my gosh, that thing's still alive, too. So <laughs> I reach down, I grab it like you grab a bass by the lip. I, I tug a little bit. It didn't It didn't want to come out. There's absolutely no way I could have took it back out through the... All the teeth are, like, into the fish. All those teeth under, like, the roof of the mouth, which all kind of face backwards. There's no way I could have taken it out by the tail. So I reached down, and I said, i got to get this thing through the gill somehow. So I I yanked a little bit, couldn't get it out. I reached down, grabbed the gill, sort of lifted it up a little bit more. Now, at this point, I mean, if you hurt the fish, hurt the fish. The fish is not going to make this. But I give it a quick yank. Bam. The bass comes out. I got the bass in my hand. I throw it over the side of the boat. We hit The thing hits the water and, like, pew, takes off. 90 miles an hour. Pick up the muskie. Lay it in the water. It did want to get it. It. It wanted to roll over upside down because I don't know how long it had been upside down. But, you know, we played with the muskie a little bit. And uh, sure as heck, man, when we left, that thing that thing took off just like you just released a fish. But uh, lucky fish, great story, really cool to see. Uh, hopefully it was a good ending. Hopefully, I really don't care if the bass made it or not. Hopefully the muskie made it. And I really hope, like, 10 years from now, that SOB remembers what I did for him. It's a place I fish often. It comes back to visit. (laughs) It was a nice, big, fat one. But it wasn't very very long. But... uh, Now, I got a theory. It it, it was pretty cool. I got a theory. That white bass hit the jackpot with hitting the gills and he's yeah he, he, he definitely hit the jackpot <laughs> but he was probably could have swam himself out but it was one of them classic where you see like that cartoon of a blue heron with a frog half down its throat but yeah. the frog has its its hands around its neck 
Never give up. <laughs> That's right. So this this little white bass is like, you know what? I can chill here until you die. Then I'm going to go away. Sneak I, on I'll out. I'll sneak on out. So I'll <laughs> win one. I'm a giant slayer. However, that white bass was gambling because if that muskie would have like died on the wrong side, it would have been exposed. And then it, it was like yeah. Wild West torture being tied down while the vultures come and pick you. Yeah. Yep. That was a brave little fish. Interesting. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the muskie obviously took it head on. Yes. And, and, and that was a, that was a really big white bass, you know, it was I mean, big, yeah. you know, and they kind of go north and south when they get bigger rather than east and west, at least those ones, you know, so if you get like a 10, a 10 or 11 inch white bass, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's probably going to be about five, six, five or six inches, uh, it was deep. That, that, that that's where it was stuck. Plus, they got this big mm. spine. They got huge spines yeah. on the top of their, on their, on their, uh, on their back. Yeah, they're, that, they're, like they're, he was never coming out backwards. There was no way that there was no way I could get him back out the way you'd like to take him out through the mouth. But uh, it was just, a, it was I a mean, crazy, a, unbelievable yeah. thing to run into. You know, I've been doing this a long time. Spent thousands and thousands of hours in the water just really cool you know thing to run into <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and the odds that you were there in eyesight on a lake of that size yeah that's that musky got lucky i don't consider myself a fish savior that's a when it went on facebook a lot like man you saved the life. So I was like, well, no, nah, I was just in the right place at the right time. I mean, hopefully the thing made it. It sure looked like it was going to swim away, but uh, it was all, yeah. Just being there, right right place, right time. I mean, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I thought we were going over to look at some fish that was like sickly dead. And then I was like, oh, maybe this thing, maybe I'll get a good bait out of this too. Yeah. Wow. Makes you think about the size of the baits though. It does make you think about the size of the bait. That was not a big fish. It was not a big fish. I know I've caught some uh, some fish this year that had some awfully large fish in their belly. I caught mm-hmm. it. Actually, I caught the first. I caught the first white. Not long after that happened, just like last week, I caught the first white bass that I've ever caught in the lake, <laughs> and it hit one of my trolling baits. Mm-hmm. And that thing was about sawed in half by the by by a muskie. I couldn't mm-hmm. even believe it still ate. Like there was like almost like infection on the back. But it grabbed the bait when I was going five miles an hour. So they're eating those. Yeah. I mean, those are big fish too. You know, the big profile on them. You yes. think they're like a? They're not our, like our shad baits. Or it's not like a ten-inch perch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're twice as deep as a ten-inch. A ten-inch perch and a ten-inch bass like that, or white perch or white bass, whatever you want to call them. I mean, they're they're uh, they're twice as thick. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, it's crazy to think that they're just inhaling them down there, but they do, you know, you know, they do a third of their size, not, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. That in, in the, the shad baits, the crank baits that are popular in the industry are a quarter yeah. of the size of those fish. Yep. Just wild. Yeah. It got me thinking after that. Not really, but I was like, I think I'll run something way bigger today just for fun. Just for a while. <laughs> yeah. It'll feel like musky fishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I've been doing it, too. I haven't caught a damn thing yet, but... <clears throat> of course not. I've been dropping a big 8, 10, or big 10, 12-inch thing out every once in a while. And, yeah, is it a white bass? And, well, supposedly one of our friends and prior sponsors is making me a big white bass. We'll see. Hmm. Big white bass. Yes. It's all, one, uh, it's all because of what happened. It was it's sort of a big joke. So, yeah, might be the hot bait. I do catch a ton of them on some. I, I've been doing really well on the whites and silvers up here for a long time, and I don't think a lot of people run them. Maybe I should not go any further here, but <laughs> edit. No. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> no, less lines now is what I'm talking about. He got his boy got a big one on one that. Even has a big black stripe down the side. How about the, uh, yeah, Dale's silver sucker pattern. Mm-hmm. Looks it's, exactly like those fish. It's been my hottest fat body for five years. I think it was five years ago he made it. Hotter than a dog bone? Yeah, I, I run. I, the dog bone is so beat. I mean, I get it out for spe- it's only special occasions only. Hotter than mud puppy. Andy, you saw one hit that silver sucker. The one time you were up there with me, like on opening day. Do you remember that? You were reeling it in. You were reeling it in, and oh, that was a hit me. Yeah, and I was like, I got one. Yes, I remember. I remember who caught it? But yes, that was the. Yeah, it was like five feet from coming out of the water when it grabbed. Yep. I thought you reeled it in. No, you were doing it because it was like fish on. I'm like, what What just happened? And you're like, well, I was about to tell you that there's a fish following this bait, but then it ate it. Mm-hmm. That happened to me. I was I was reeling in, I think it was last week, from a down rod. And the clients were watching me reel it in. This fish came up and just crushed it. And I was coming out. That's so cool. <laughs> and I, but I'm I missed it. I, I I I wasn't expecting it, you know. Yeah. But I was reeling it in slow, and I you know I I always reel it in slow. Once it hits that, uh, you know, crazy stuff happens when it hits that prop wash. Those baits start kicking all over the place, and you know sometimes it'll come flying out, and it'll it'll you know hitch in the chest. Those going going real slow and this fish came up and just nailed it and i turned around and they were like oh my god and i was like oh i'm yeah. sorry guys that one's on me i should have I got that fish. no i mean no th- th- this is th- this is a cool conversation too we're getting into you know leading back to last week with the speed thing so do you slow your motor down when you're doing that dance when I, no no neither do i Oh, so we're trolling at 4.5, 4.7. I can't tell you how many fish. Uh, the, the same bait we're talking about, that same 
silver fat body. Uh, a few years back, a lady was reeling it in. Like, you know, they wanted to help. So I was letting her reel. I said, just reel that up. And I'm reeling the side rod and she's reeling. She said, something's wrong. The, the, it, I can't reel. And <laughs> just after she says that, you know, a fish comes flying out of the water with that bait in its mouth, and she caught it. She caught a 42-incher. Uh, how fast are we reeling? I think we're probably reeling in the three- to four-mile-an-hour range with, the, with the way our drags are set. So at that point, you're going four point, let's say, four, and you're reeling at four. Makes it real easy. At base traveling eight. I've had I've I've had dozens of dozens and dozens of fish hit when I've been doing that. Oh yeah, most of them I haven't even seen. I mean, you know, you're just doing it. I've I've had them hit when it when the leader's coming out of the water, just like Vance just said. I've I've caught them like that. That's and what that, happened. That's I was... still nothing for those fish. That speed is nothing for those fish. You know. No, that's what happened. I was I was reeling straight up. It started hitting that prop wash, mm-hmm. and started kicking like way to the left. And then all of a sudden, I, I tried to readjust it so I could pull it out of the water, you know, gingerly, so it doesn't fly five six feet up in the yeah. air. So you know those those baits thump, and the fish just came out of nowhere, like out yeah. from underneath the prop wash. Bam! Yes. Like, oh my god! Like sometimes when they've hit like that for me, I was like. How does he not have a prop wound? Yeah, he so like, close. He came from between my boat, the end of my boat, and the and the nine nine. Yeah, he came, that's sometimes they come right out of there and do that. I'm not saying that that's how we catch any much of a percentage of our fish, but it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's a neat thing to think about. Yeah. I've had guys talk to me about trolling with like like seven mile an hour. Mm-hmm. Creating a giant wake. And saying they've had success doing that. I believe it. I mean, I... I What's four, five miles on the Yeah. Hour. What's another yeah. two? Mm-hmm. You got to think like the baits that hit the Project X, you know, we're pulling that thing, you know, that thing's got to be going seven, eight mile an hour when it's getting pulled forward and then pausing. Without a doubt. You know? Yeah. Hey, I, I think I've told the story about the my, my Sylvan the one time when I... I blew my big motor up in Canada. We caught like three or four fish that week, trolling wide open with my 10 that was actually souped up to a 15. I could do about nine miles an hour in that boat. <laughs> and I, I blew it up in Canada on like a Tuesday morning, and sometimes I just still wanted to go lower. We're still going to go fish this other lake. And uh, on a whim, after driving for like 10 minutes to get there, I was like, I'm going to put a lure out. What the heck? I threw this thing out. We caught a fish within minutes. Now. Not saying that's how we caught a lot of fish, but we got three that week trolling at about nine. There's very, very few lures you're going to find that are going to run at that speed. Mm-hmm. We were we, we were running some big, giant wileys that can 
that could take it. Not a big lip on them, you know. They were sort of shallow running plugs. But my buddy Ron Heinemann was he holding the rod? No, I had it in rod holders. Yeah, I had to tighten the dragway down. <laughs> Incredible. That's 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 fun stuff to think about. It's still, it's still nothing for those fish. Yeah. It's not pleasant fishing that way for the fishermen, that's for sure. No. <laughs> that's a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's hard on the reels and rocks. Yeah. What about that The story about uh, you catching a fishing line? Oh, that just happened You've had some, uh, some really yesterday. insane stuff. It happened, happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you've been doing it this, I mean, I got lots of, I got tons of stories. But, I mean, that just happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Catching, uh, we're trolling along, something, I know something's on there. I start, well, I, I, so I reached down, I, I didn't know what it was, what, uh, I had no idea what was going on. It sort of made a little thing, and I handed a rod to the kid, and he reeled some. And, and uh, there was line all wrapped all around my lure, and... Uh, Look back, and I, I see this big fish back there, like <laughs> swimming back behind the boat. <laughs> and I, I'm looking. Now, he can't reel any further. He's all the way up to the leader. And, you know, the, 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 dad, the dad looks back and says, well, you know, what's that? What's that? What's going on? I said, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a big gar <laughs> on this line. <laughs> so I, I reeled it in, and I said, and the kid was got very excited. He's like, "Oh my gosh!" I said, "Well, you're gonna have to hand line it in." And the kid says, <laughs> "I love hand lining." <laughs> now this kid's eleven. I was like, "Okay, well, you love hand line." I said, "Let me." <laughs> he must have done this before. <laughs> I so I cut the line off the lure, and hand him the line, and he he hand lines it in, and we you know he wanted he wanted me to net it and take a picture, so. We brought one of those crazy things in, but uh, yeah. So we caught a fishing line that had about fifty feet of line on it. We caught it out near the end, and there was a gar what, on the other end. What what, what bait was? What did the the gar? Yeah, that's what I was asking. What, there was a someone must have been fishing for them because there was a leader, like a Berkeley, you know, the, the one you buy at Walmart. Yeah. Berkeley 30-pound leader. There was a Berkeley-like leader on there, and it, it was down into his mouth. However, the line was wrapped around his beak about 500 times. And uh, being that I don't really like to kill, I really don't like to kill fish. I know gar, people shoot them with bows and arrows and everything else, but I took my scissors, and I'm doing this. And I don't know a lot about these gar. I know that there's one heck of a lot of teeth. But I, I snipped all the lead. I, I, I took it like along its beak. I call it a beak. That's what it looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I took my scissors and I cut all that line off, got it all wrapped around. However, he did still have the leader. It was in there for a while because I cut the leader with a pair of scissors. I cut it down as far as I could get it done. I snipped it and it came. It, it cut right off, which I don't know how that can happen. It was. I thought it was, I mean, it looked like a wire, like a 30-pound Berkeley. Oh, but, uh, yeah, cut all that off. We've got a couple pictures. My boat really, really stinks right now. I had to bring it home. That thing was very stinky. 
slimy. It was a pretty big gar. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's it, too. It crazy. swam away. Oh yeah, I just threw it in the water. It took right off. <laughs> but they're a really cool fit. I mean, I think they're really neat. You know, they're they're prehistoric. It feels like uh, you're holding. I mean, like their their scales are like uh, they're thick. There's like thickness to their scale. It's like there's a whole bunch of pennies lined up together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like, you know what I mean? Like you could mm-hmm. take a sheet of paper, lay it against it, take a pencil on its side, and you could get a nice texture. You ever? Yeah, you ever... yeah. Like you could re, you could, I could pick the thing up and slide back on it. If I would try to slide forward, I don't think your hand would move if you had any grip on it because it was like mm-hmm. there, there's like a texture to it. Cool little guy. I hope you made it. This one time, fish savior. This one time, <laughs> I, I did not actually save a fish. No, wait. I take that back. It's one time at a small local lake. I'm not going to name name it. There was a pontoon boat docked, and we were the only ones there in the morning, early morning. We went by. And you, you catch just right off of the light, like of whatever, the, like a utility light or the moon or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, watch out. There's a fishing line coming off the back of this boat. And me and Tim get up to it. And we're like, well, what's what's this? So this guy had parked his pontoon boat, obviously, either the night before. It, it was parked. Who knows how long? He threw a couple lines into the water with, you know, who knows, a creek chub or whatever. And he's like, I'm just going to come back and check it in the morning. Maybe there's a giant on there. Well, we get there. We, we grab the line, and there was a fish on there. There was a bowfin on it. And, you know, it had whatever bait it had. It was swallowed deep. You know, we, we brought it up close. We just cut the line. It wasn't like we pulled it out of the water or anything. And a part of me we we discussed grabbing his rod and throwing it in the water <laughs> for for being a complete jerk cuz that, that that's mm-hmm. a dirtbag move i think mm-hmm. i mean like if you were if you were doing that for like catfish or something i mean i know that now i'm doing like double standards on fish but it, that that's not an approved method in pennsylvania for game species to Jug for them or whatever it's called. Yeah, I mean, but it was just like the bail was open. He was just a, I'm just going to let this go. And, you know, he had a bowfin on there. You know, we whether the bowfin lived or not, I I have no idea. But the the big thing I remember from that story was I should have taken his fishing pole and thrown it in the water. But then that would have been littering. I should have just cut his gas line. (laughs) (laughs) no but we we did not do that we just cut the line and then just kept on going and you can't just take the pole because that's stealing right (laughs) but so i just loosened all the deck boards on his deck on his dock Mm -hmm. nice yeah (laughs) we did none of that uh we did let the bowfin go though so i had something contribute very nice any any other Acts of uh, being a hero, Todd. 
No, I'm not <laughs> saying there was a hero. That just, I mean, that happened yesterday. Well, it was yeah, fitting with you. It's all coincidence. It's all yeah. coincidence you're saving these fish. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess I'm hopefully. You're an activist. They're going to pay me back. Pretty soon you're going to be in well, part of PETA. I didn't, I didn't save the walleye the other day. <laughs> I already ate that for dinner. <laughs> Believe me, I can still do that. The walleye was very good. Well, most of them are. Yeah. We have lots of neat stories. We'll have to do some more stories again. Yeah. We will, because it's getting late, and this podcast is getting long. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, unless you have another story of saving things, <laughs> we're going to end it. Oh, I have wrap not, up. I'm not going to. We're going to wrap it up anyhow. Okay. So, with that, if you missed it in the beginning, if you one of those people that fast-forward through our little ad spots that we have the podcast uh current podcast host whatever is shutting down i got an email we are going to continue the podcast we have uh till november 1st to get everything changed over to another host we're in the process of doing that so there could be a interruption in service there might not be but i figured it's better to at least let people know before it actually happens. So stick with us. We're not stopping. And you're going to hear this probably for the next two or three shows before we do the big changeover. So with that, fattyzmuskie.com, fattyzmuskie on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, boshad.com, Mark's Bay Tackle and Ammo, big brick-and-mortar store for Boshad. Uh Friends who like Boshad is the one page. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Then St. Croix Rods, best on earth. So I think I got them all. And with that, it's October. Fall fatties, banging fish baby. We got to do that one more time. <laughs> so uh, till next time, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing. <laughs>